You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. a great weekend and you are ready for an exciting show today we have got some major things to go over locked on wolfpack host kenton gibbs is joining the show all of those things we'll get to here in a second and i want to remind you that listen if you're into fantasy football i have something for you got fantasy football questions you need answered before your draft don't miss locked on fantasy live on wednesday august 18th at 9 p.m eastern Streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts will answer your questions live or submit them ahead of time to Locked On Network on Twitter. So hit up at Locked On Network on Twitter if you want your fantasy football questions answered. And with that, we will get right into today's show. We are going to talk ACC coaches odds of winning the college football playoff, and a little bit more. We've got top five down to number one here today. Ken Gibbs joining the show. Are you a fantasy football guy, Ken? I am not. I am not. I'm going to be honest with you. I played twice, and I finished second to last and last. Um, I am good at predicting winners. I'm not good at predicting how they That is not my forte. Um, And also, I'm, I'm good at analyzing football. But trying to pick apart, oh, who's going to have a big week? Who's going to have a big week? Or who's going to have a big season? Or is this a, a forever draft? Or is this a, a, a temporary uh, fantasy league? That's not for me. That's not my thing. You know, it seems like a bit of just a glorified guessing game. Because there's you don't really know how it's going to turn out. And for me, I don't enjoy it. Because one, I think people take it entirely too seriously. I do not like how people respond to athletes on social media when it doesn't go their fantasy way. I think that's super weird. And three, it's like, it seems like it ha- it's harder than it has to be. Can I just enjoy the game without having to see whether or not, you know, my favorite player or somebody gets enough touchdowns to move up in the ranks? It's just too much. I just want to enjoy the game for what it is. Yeah, I equate it a lot to betting. Um, that's another thing that just, it makes you way too anxious. Uh, and you, you're always like, oh, my God, what's going on? What's happening? What's happening? What's the spread? You know, that type of deal. It's, it's not for me. I've accepted that. I've resigned to that fact. Now it's OK. 100 percent. Well, as I mentioned last week, we were talking to each of our hosts about their coaching rankings. Right. We're going one through 14 on today. So we're going to give you five to one. Right. Because, of course, we don't want to keep you all day and night. But if you follow at Locked on ACC, I'll be posting each post. Top 14, you know, one through 14, 14 to one, however you slice it, their favorite coaches here in our conference. So with that said, Kenton Gibbs at TGIF underscore Kenton. Yep. We will correct. definitely let him know what you guys think about his list, whether you can debate with him all weekend. We'll be good conversation starters as we are 20 some days out from ACC football. I think it'll be a great time. So starting at number five, Kenton Gibbs. Feels like Coach Manny Diaz from Miami is a top five coach in this conference. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, what is it about Coach Diaz that puts him so highly ranked, in your opinion? Well, let's first of all, let's start here. Diaz and Narduzzi, for me, were literally tied until a specific person told me that there were no ties. 
I'm not going to say any names, but that person's name might have rhymed with Landis Mooper. Uh, that that person might have told me that I couldn't do ties. So it was a, literally a coin talk. But the reason I have um, I, the reason I have Diaz at five, he can coach up some defense. He is excellent at coaching defense. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. I'd be a liar if I said he didn't. So can Narduzzi. Narduzzi, who is my sixth, who, again, to me, it's really 5A, 5B, both five. If I could both make them both five, they're both five to me. And Manny Diaz, for all that he can do with defense, and for the fact that he had uh, De'Ara King last year, he was barely above 500. So all in all, to me, Manny Diaz, I mean, being at Miami, you're always going to have top. Even during Miami's worst times, they've been able to get some of the best talent in America because they're right outside their doorstep. And then when you go outside of that, uh, you see a team that he's always going to coach up some defense. Offense ain't really his forte, but he seems to be getting better at understanding who knows offense and, and what coordinators are going to get him over to hump offensively. But with that being said, I'd still give him number five because my the biggest question for a guy at Miami, right? I'm not going to ask how good of a recruiter. Because if you are at Miami and you can't pull a top 20 class, you're a terrible recruiter. That's just that. I'm not arguing that, I'm not discussing it. But if you're at Miami and you, you get a top 20 class, because it's Miami, so for me, it's replacement if I were to replace you with any of these coaches, would they, would I believe that they do about the same or better than you? And to me, it was only four, it was only five coaches that I said they do as well, if not better than Diaz. And, um, and yeah, like I said, Narduzzi is my number six, just barely, but you know, that's, that's how that works. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you guys have listened to the show long enough, right? And I so appreciate you guys coming back every single day. But if you've noticed, my guy co-hosts have a terrible time with direct. Okay, let's just bring it to front and center. We're, we're here. We're family here. Let's call them to the carpet. Whenever I ask them each week to help me out with segments, all I simply do is give them very direct direction, very blatant, you know, not too gray, a whole lot of black and white. I say, you got to pick five. We're going to talk about five, four, three, two, one. And then here comes my favorite, Ken Gibbs, always talking about number six. Help me understand, okay? Help me understand why we can't follow simple directions. If I'm going to talk about five and properly put in context why he's five, I need to talk about six. Do you? Yes. Is it, is it that necessary? Again, the two were tied. To me, him and Narduzzi are the same guy. And I know that some people will be saying, how could you say such blasphemy about Manny Diaz? Manny Diaz has a big, shiny name. Narduzzi put more players in the NFL last year with lesser recruited cap. And yet so, you gave him six. But also, Manny Diaz had a great time, or to me, coached, what's my guy, De'Aaron King, very well last season. Or De'Aaron King could have always done that without him. De'Aaron King is De'Aaron King is De'Aaron King. Okay. I don't care who you put. I have said this. A thousand times on tape, and I'll say it a thousand more. But and and, and it might have changed a little bit because they. But before the injury, I watched that young man play, and I said, "We're watching Russell Wilson all over again. We're gonna see a guy who's gonna go way lower than he should because he's short, and for some other reason that I don't really know. But quarterbacks who are short and like De'Eric in some other ways besides his height." 
are typically undervalued, maybe told play receiver, running back. That's another story for another time. But De'Ara King is a dynamo with the ball in his hand, be it throwing the ball, be it making decisions, be it running the ball. He, If you don't know which way to go, De'Ara makes it easy. Follow him. So with, with or without meaning Diaz, Derek King would be by himself, company all by himself. He'd be in the company all by himself. All right, cool. Glad, glad I know that. Now, number four, Coach Clawson out of Wake Forest, who to me is a surprising top four pick, only because the way Wake Forest has produced solid, decent seasons, time in and time out, I think it's like, okay, Wake Forest is always that. If we're the middle of the road team, good enough. Clawson will not lose his job. If they excel even a little bit, if Sam Hartman produces a little bit of success, you know, if we had all the opportunities to have Basham, you know, do well, it's like, okay, let's extend cost because clearly he can bring out the best of some of these guys. Aside from coaching the batch, no, but seriously, <laughs> um, Dave Clawson is, again, a situation of replacement level. Duke and Wake Forest both have similar situations in that they have academic rigors that most people just cannot meet. There's no, there is no wiggle room for meeting their academic rigor. You either can or you can't, period. So with that being said, when you're in that type of situation, I liken it to a James Franklin at Vanderbilt, right? Like, if you can be good with those teams, you're an elite coach. There's, there's no, I'm not going to lie to you at all. If you can be good with those teams, you're an elite coach. Is, are all of Clawson's teams good? No, not really. But again, replacement level. If I were to put, so we just talked about Diaz and Narduzzi at five and six, technically both five. If I were to talk about Manny Diaz putting him in Wake Forest, do I think you do better? Absolutely not. No. No. Okay. If I were to put any coaches who were lower on this list, I think there's maybe one coach who I think could do well at a, a school with ridiculous academic rigor. And again, Cutcliffe is very low on this list because he's got one foot out the door in the retirement. You can kind of feel it, but maybe Ronco Mendes, maybe, but nobody else I think could do a job of keeping them not being the doormat of the ACC. Oh, well, okay. I like that. I'm feeling it. We're going to go three, two, one here, but I want to first talk to you a little bit about something personal for me. Okay. It's really not great, but at the end of the day, something we all can get a little bit better about. Excessive sweating. Have you ever felt like you were doing something really funny in the club? You really were ready, well, when everything was safe. You were in the club just having a great time, and you look down, and you are just steeping, soaking wet through your shirt. Not fun and enjoyable. But as we know now, there are opportunities where we can eliminate this excessive sweating. Sweat block is stronger and more effective than the most Clinical antiperspirant. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed, and the next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. It's doctor created, doctor recommended, works for up to seven days per use. Dry shirt guaranteed. If sweat block doesn't keep your shirt dry, you should definitely get your money back. I know this will sound too good to be true, but I've literally only had to use sweat block once or twice, and it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out. No more picking my shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. So if you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out sweat block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com. 
with promo code LOCKEDON or at Amazon and CBS. Talking to Ken Gibbs here about coaching rankings from the ACC. We are 20-something days out before the kickoff begins, and I know everyone is super excited about football, and so what better way to talk about the ones who lead the football charge? Number three for Kenton Gibbs, Coach Dave Doran. And I'm feeling like this is a homer pick. I'm trying not to be that person here, but I always love a little tizzy, so we can get into it if we must. But Dave Doran is a number three coach for fellow Mr. Wolfpack alumnus himself, Kenton Gibbs. So please defend your top three suggestions. First of all, SportingNews.com named Dave Doran the third best coach in the ACC as well. So it's not just me who has this note. Second of all, replacement level. When we are honest with ourselves about what our programs are or are not, Doran is about to be, he is creeping up on the longest tenure coach in NC State history for a reason. At the end of the day, in today's college football, uh, in today's college football landscape, you do not stay at a Power Five team or a power five school if you are not getting the job done at a consistent level. And here's the other thing. He's getting better over time. He's getting better. If you look at his win totals every year, if you look at his conference play totals every year, aside from, I want to say it was 2018 when everybody in a mama who put on, whoever put on the Wolfpack uh, uniform got hurt. He has been consistently getting better, getting better, getting better. And this year, this is the most excited that many people have been in, in about NC State football in recent history, since maybe when Mario Williams was there. So with that being said, this is a team that uh, is look, having a good outlook, but this team is having a good outlook because of the coach to me. So do you, is it more about the X's and O's for you? Because to me, it seems like Doran is not the media darling, right? He's not the high on media personality that's going to give you that real raw answer that I feel like some of these coaches in rankings do. I feel like Coach Doran does enough. And NC State is definitely winning the games they're supposed to win and even some of the games they aren't supposed to win. But we always go back to coaching hot seats if you don't beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, right? In terms of rivalry. So if you don't beat the UNCs of the world, then we start to have a conversation. Is that a school that's like, it has to, if you, after a while, if you don't start beating Carolina, if you don't start winning that recruiting battle in state, then you start to say, are you still that guy? for me? Yes and no. So I'll put it like this. The, the fact of the matter is, if you can produce consistently, excuse me, but you just happen to be in a situation where your opponent are just, Hot is fish grease, and there's nothing you can do about it. You live with that, right? So, like, for example, if if Auburn decides that Gus Malzahn is doing an amazing job, you just can't beat Saban, what do you say? Nothing. You just you live with that. But you, they got rid of him. But that, that is to say that if he was producing steadily and making a winner out of it, if they went 10-2, 8-4, and four, you know, that type of deal every year, but even still, Auburn is a national championship type of team, so they have different expectations, is my point there. If you're looking at a, a, a team that is more representative of what NC State has been as historically as a whole, and you win eight games, nine games a year, you're in the money. That's- I think if Doran beat Clemson this year, maybe even next, he got a lifetime contract at NC State. 
I, well, I'm going to tell you this. There's mm-hmm. no such thing as a lifetime. What? No such thing as a lifetime. What? Unless he wins. Coach Cutcliffe has a lifetime contract at Duke unless he doesn't want it. Okay, so you're, you're, you're correct. So you're right there. You're, I was wrong. But let me also tell you this. <laughs> Duke is an extreme case. Duke is Duke. I think Mac Brown you're, is going to have the job until he doesn't. Well, I, I don't, I don't agree. What? I don't agree. I, I'm Until Mac Brown doesn't want I'm going to tell you okay. this. Okay. Okay. Remember when Fedora went to the ACC championship and y'all got hosed by the ref, so now onside kick. Mm-hmm. Everybody said, oh, he's going to be here for forever. This is, this is UNC's guy. So the reason Fedora was not here forever, he could not bring in the drama. I think that's why they had to let him go because Carolina already was dealing with all of that oh, academic just, scandal I, stuff. So I believe because we had the shoes selling the Jordans, they couldn't handle it. He couldn't reel it in. I think Mac Brown has enough stern conversations where the guys get it and he understands the zero tolerance policy type energy. I, I'm going to tell you this. Fan bases are fixed. You think NC State's fans, we, if you beat Clemson, you think Dave Doran's not going to get a lifetime contract? Absolutely not. Because here's, here's what will happen. This is not, we can all agree from the outside looking in, just on paper, this is not the best Clemson team in the last five years. This probably wouldn't be one of the top two in the last five years. We can agree to that, right? This would probably be maybe three or four, maybe. Is that based on what? Not having Trevor Lawrence? Not having Trevor Lawrence, not having dynamic playmakers on the defense in, in the vein of a Tanner Mays in the vein of a Isaiah Simmons, in the vein of a, uh, who's the corner that plays for the Raiders now? Um, I, I can't remember his name for the life of me, but they don't have that many. They still have five stars. They got Breeze, they got Skalski. Okay. Oh. That's not, that sh- that's not this show? Ooh, okay. James Skalski. Oh, oh okay. wow. Tell us how you really feel. I'm terrified. Breeze, yes. Okay, Breeze so they, is, because they don't tomorrow. have an Isaiah Simmons anymore, it's like, ooh, definitely down. It's all I'm saying is it's not just about Isaiah Simmons. Remember, Tanner Mays was also six foot tall, running four, four, sub four, four, could hit like a linebacker, could cover like a safety. He was a great player in his own right. And so when I'm when I'm looking at this Clemson roster, I'm not saying that they don't have really good players. It's just that they're really young as far as defensive. And and that's or let me not say that. Yeah, they don't have the big name. At the moment. Now, granted, this is Clemson. If you go there and you ball out and you dominate all through the conference, you'll be a big name, but they don't have those names at the moment. Well, rounding to the point. So you think that at the end of the day, Dave Doran is disposable if he does not continue the kind of he has now. Yeah, every coach is disposable. Every coach in college football that's not in a very niche school, like, for example, if you win a Navy or one of the one of the service academies. That's rare. Like, that's not normal. You just don't pull out 10 games a year, eight games a year at Army and stay there forever. Somebody's going to be knocking at your door. Hey, listen, we can give you the opportunity to recruit guys without a service commitment. How's that sound? And you're going to win more recruiting battles. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it is, it's a situation where Dorn is not in that niche area. Even if he has a great year this year, even if, unless they go on to win the natty because then you all right you're talking a different ball okay. right at that point winning the natty at nc state they're gonna rename carter finley uh doran finley like that's that's just how they're gonna do that there but but as if we're talking about oh you beat clemson 
You beat UNC. Mm. You must be high on the hog if you think Dave Dorn is going to win the national championship. I didn't say that. Yeah. I'm saying I'm just, that. I'm telling the viewers who are, li- the I'm fans who are listening. That's the only way that okay. you get a lifetime. Yeah, high on that hog. Anywho. Well, I'm glad we had to settle that debate. We got to give the top two here in a second. After I tell you about Built Bar, but nine delicious flavors. If you talk to any Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. There's literally something for everybody. Know what my favorite flavor is? It's got to be that mint brownie. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each. And then let me tell you, also, they're amazing flavored, all tasty, all healthy. And a couple of flavors have 18 grams of protein and just 180 calories. You can't beat it. So go to BillBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. The top two coaching rankings for Kenton Gibbs, who, if I remind you guys, at GIF underscore Kenton, at LO underscore Wolfpack. We can talk about his favorites, one through 14. If you follow him there, I will have it at Locked on ACC when this show goes live on Monday, and we'll debate about it. But number two, Mac Brown being in his coaching top five, thinking after we've already clearly touched on Mac Brown, saying he is still someone that could lose his job at Carolina. I don't believe so, but I'm here to, why was he in your top two of the ACC coaches? He's an excellent recruiter. And then I'll just, there's, there's nothing else to be said that he's an excellent recruiter. He wins ball games, And that's even more reason why I feel like he'll never leave unless he wants to. But Off he, of age alone, they're going to graciously be like, you know what? You're 77. It's about that. Here's the problem. If he decides to phone it in for a few years, and all of a sudden, UNC is getting the wheels whooped off, right? Like Sam Howell leaves. They can't figure it out at quarterback. They, they don't replace the production they had at running back. They struggle to replace De'Ami Brown and company out wide. And you go four and eight for a couple of years, fan bases aren't going to be, oh, it's old Uncle Rat. It's all right. It's Mac Brown. The last two times we were good without scandal, he was the guy leading us. Well, truth be told, I don't even think Mac Brown does a hell of a lot of coaching. That's my point. Very honest. That's, and that's why I said, that's why but I that, didn't that's even more. I think that's if there's a defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator change, then we maybe can have a conversation. Like, well, maybe Mac doesn't know what to do. But I think as it stands, he will be the figurehead of Carolina football till he says no. I and again, he's seventy-seven, so that he's not, I'm, I made years. that. I made that. Well, I don't know how old he is, <laughs> but at the end of the day, Mac Brown is a pretty old guy. That could be any moment. So I mean, uh, he's grooming. I don't even know who he's grooming to be the next coach, but maybe that's what he's doing. Same way Roy Williams kind of groomed Hubert Davis. He's giving it time. He's building and bringing Carolina back to where it's supposed to be. And then he's going to sit pretty in the mountains of Asheville and going about his way. He's 69. Okay, perfect. He's got eight years. He, oh, no, no, no. Wait, wait. It's, uh, he was born. Yeah, so he's 69. Okay. He's turning 70 in less than uh, two weeks. Perfect. So with that being said, I am telling you right now, his, he's probably not going to want to do this much. But he, like you said, it's a figurehead. He's good for recruiting. He's good at smoothing the kids and all that. That is what he's there for. And that's why I got to give him number two, because at the end of the day, not everybody can do what he does at North Carolina. 
And you also failed to mention that he all has a national champion. I mean, that doesn't really matter to what you... David Cutcliffe is low on my list, not because of what I thought he could do at the height of his power. At the height of Cutcliffe's power, oh, he is not going that low. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't think Coach Cutcliffe still has height of his powers? How the hell do you think Daniel Jones got in anybody's top 10 draft? He's in not, draft? First of all, no. Daniel no. Jones, no. Daniel Jones no. didn't take it highly. No. For him and Zach Wilson have something in common. He's a big guy. Zach Wilson's a small guy. Uh but Zach Wilson has a huge arm. Daniel Jones does not. They both have something in common. I can't Eli figure out what Manning it is. used to play for New York Giants, right? Mm-hmm. Who was Eli Manning coached by in, like, in terms of offseason? Chocolate. Okay. So, like, if Daniel Jones is training with Eli and what does that have the to New do York with Giants the of his scouts, as far as the college coach? the New York Giants. Okay, but now you're, now you're going about power. I think he has a lot of power. So, if you want to go to a certain school, all you have to do is make a phone call on his. He has to make a phone call on your behalf, and that elevates his game already. So I think that the miscommunication we're having here is okay. about the use of the word power. I'm not saying power as an in influence. Cutcliffe has as much influence as almost anybody in the ACC. By height of his powers, I mean his coaching prowess, his actual ability to win ball games. Because at the end of the day, if I I'm talking about the head coach. That's the end all be all. Do you win ball games? We but just you talk- just said Duke is a certain. You know, yes, and we, we just talked about how Mac Brown is probably not the best strategist in the world, right? But what does he do? He recruits well. He wins ball games. You can't argue against that. I mean, Coach Cutcliffe made one mistake with Chase Price, and everyone wants to put him on the stake. I didn't say that he's a horrible coach. He's not even your top two. We're not talking about him. You'll have to figure out as you follow at Locked on ACC if you want to learn more. I'm not doing this with you today. Everyone come come for Coach Cutcliffe. I'm just not having it. Not having it one bit. Well, Okay. All right. She so, saw one picture of Coach Cup with his shirt off. She done lost her mind. <laughs> oh, they don't want to talk about Coach Cup. Basically. All right, guys. As we get to prepare for number one, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. Baseball is in full swing, and you can track all the action at bet online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including college football, NBA, and more before the next hit, before the season starts. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the season. Again, mobile device website, sign up today. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. So here we are waiting for number one, the best coach in the ACC, Dabo Sweeney, according to Ken Gibbs from Locked On Wolfpack. And Seems pretty obvious because of winning pedigree is what I would say. Of course. Again, the, the main thing here for all of these coaches, do you win ball games? And in comparison, who could do your job the way you When Dabo took over Clemson, they weren't a national power. When Dabo took over Clemson, I believe he was the interim. Am I, am I correct in saying that? Don't give me the I'm fairly certain that he was the interim because the old guy had quit or got fired or whatever the case may be. Or maybe he, either way, when he came in, he was unheralded. Look at him now. Mm-hmm. Playoff every year. Big dog in the conference every year. They're the team that every year you're like, they're the hunted. Is it because of Dabo's prowess? Absolutely. Again, he does the thing that matters the most. It is not about your X's and your O's. It's about your Larry's and your Joe's. And he is the best at going out and getting the best Larry's and Joe's in the conference. I mean, and, and here's the thing. Player development and coaching does matter to an extent. That's why Dave Doran is in 
my top three because while he is not the best recruiter in the ACC, he's not the third best recruiter by any stretch of imagination. But with that being said, he has put more three stars in the NFL than any other coach in the ACC. So like that, player development matters to an extent. But even still, Dorn doing the best that he can. He is the best coach statistically in NC State history against the spread. But that doesn't make him better than Dabo because guess what? Dabo, you can beat the spread all you want. The spread with Dabo is going to be plus 35. So congratulations for losing by 20. Like That's the reality. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, Dabo Sweeney has that, has that team rolling at a high level. And he's had them rolling at a high level for some time. The question is, the only question, only question there can possibly be at this point, you transitioned over from uh, Deshaun Watson, who, I mean, hey, barring those lawsuits and all that, was going to be, I think we can all agree, he was on the path to being a Hall of Famer. To Trevor Lawrence, a guy who was so good, if he could have came out as a sophomore, everybody said that he would have got picked at number one over Joe Burrow, who ended up the DJ. I'm not going to try to pronounce the last name, but he transitions <laughs> to DJ. He transitions to DJ. And so the question becomes, um, if DJ is not what they are, if DJ is closer to Kelly Bryant than he is those two. And this is, this is not an indictment of DJ at all. He could be very close to those two. He could be better. I don't know. From what I've seen so far, he's looked, man. Kelly wasn't a scrub, though. Kelly wasn't he a scrub. He just got outplayed. He was, but that's my point. If he's closer to Kelly, can you still pull off the – because he went to the playoff with Kelly, if I'm, if I'm not uh, mis, mis, misspeaking here. He went to the playoff with Kelly. So can you do it again? Or was that a, a, a stroke of luck going with Kelly? Was that a – you know, was that I a – I mean, you probably had one hell of a defense on that year. Oh, absolutely. Well. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll see. But again, Dabo is undoubtedly, they're the big dogs on the block for Well, ironically enough, they are one of the only teams that are favored in the college football playoffs by a lot of sports books, specifically betonline.ag. They're one of the few ACC teams that people are already have a guaranteed spot for the college football playoffs. I feel like no pressure, like all the pressure seems to be on Clemson when it comes to representing. But I will say Carolina did get like a couple. Uh, I don't know why, but they got a couple. I don't. <laughs> I mean, my my question is this: Is there anybody in the conference who we believe it would not be the upset of the century if they beat Clemson? I would say no. I would say no. I would. I I don't think there's a single team in the conference right now that if they beat Clemson, everybody would be like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Not a single one. So I mean, it, it makes sense. You know, that how, Vegas is. People like to pretend that they're the smartest guys in the room. Vegas is. That's what they are. They, they make money off this stuff for a reason. Okay, if they were giving away, again, that NC State under over at six wins, I don't know what they were doing. They're giving away money there. But everything else, like, they know something. And so, you know, that's, I, I struggle with seeing any team in the ACC beat Clemson this year. But also, like I said, this is not the same Clemson teams that we've seen in the past. So it's possible. However, the ACC is not seeing teams that are in that range. Well, I definitely think they're going to drop a game. I just feel that in my spirit. I think it's going to be Georgia out the gate. Mm. And I hope they don't get embarrassed. Mm. But they have, everybody has Georgia like top three teams currently as it stands. 
the polls do come out at noon on Monday, but I'm feeling like they're going to get the wheels whipped off by Georgia. And I'm, that makes me nervous for the rest of the conference if we're trying to get multiple teams in college football playoff. Wait, it's still only a 14 college football playoff, right? I believe so. Yeah, you can uh, you can kiss that dream and have multiple teams in that. Game. That's not. I don't think it's expanded officially. I don't know. I need yeah, to so if it research. hasn't expanded, yeah, okay, yep. You know what? You're right. It hasn't expanded officially. Yeah, we're not seeing multiple teams from the ACC in there. So it's like the one team that if, but if a Carolina beats Clemson in the ACC championship, would you still you wouldn't put Carolina in the Clemson would not get in. Really? Yeah, Clemson wouldn't get in. If Clemson runs the table, loses to Carolina in the uh, ACC championship game, I don't believe that. Because no, no, how the hell did Notre Dame get it? Well, Notre Dame beat Clemson during the regular season. And that was their, like, saving grace, I guess. But even still. They got the wheels whooped off of them. Notre in the Dame ACC probably should. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's be honest now. And that's why we don't have, uh, is it Coach Kelly? Yeah, that's why we don't have Coach Kelly in our race. We don't want to hurt his feelings. He would be at my bottom. Uh, you know, he wins <laughs> ball games. I think he would knock. I think he would knock Doran out of the top three. I think he would be maybe number two. I think he'd jump over. Don't don't it. see. That's why we got to end the show because you better be great. I mean, no, listen. No, I, what I, what I, have no, I said repeatedly? Don't make wins me ball you, games. I'll meet you, Mike. Wins ball. Okay. I'll well, meet you, Mike. Just, hey. All right. Thank Can't you so much. Okay. Can't use the truth. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. We don't have enough spice in this time to make sure that we get that in. But that's why you come back every single day up to 30 minutes. Follow at Locked on ACC. And if you want to get in to some of the betting action we have here at the Locked on Podcast Network, you've got to bet with the best. And that's your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, and wrong team favorite picks. And Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag or wherever you get podcasts. For Candace Cooper and Kenny Gibbs, we hope you have a great start to your week. And until next time. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.